SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, James Norkey. <laughs> is, isn't that how it's said in English? No, it's, it's yeah, in England it is. Uh, it's oh. like circular key, but the way that we pronounce it is Norkey. Okay. Do you want me to do that again? SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, James Norkey. <laughs> <laughs> is that better? not much it's all good yeah wonderful stuff right lovely to meet you we met the other day you had a little meet up in a a bar in sydney which was called something i can't remember what was it called phillips forts that was good i did it was a really nice meet up lots of nice people i met peter mead uh, this gentleman whose name i can't remember daniel daniel (laughs) thank you very much and you uh we're going to talk about growing a digital agency we're sitting in your agency and decided to talk about this because you've got a lot of experience in that. Yeah. Got, this is your uh, second agency, was it? Yeah, second agency that I've uh, been involved with. So I helped start another agency doing SEO back in 2009. So I was like their foundation team member. Okay. And um, yeah, I left there at the end of 2012 and started the Prosperity Media Company. So oh, you got the name in there. That was, that was really well done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Prosperity Media, I will say it again. <laughs> this podcast has no problem with self-promotion. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and I mean, I've never created an agency. I'm, I've always been on my own. I work on my own. I'm happy like that. Um, so I'm curious, how do you find clients? Um, the main ways that we find clients is basically just like uh, conferences, speaking at events. That's one really great way. Client referrals, so getting referrals from uh, other clients. When you do a good job, when people, happy. yeah, when people are happy, they'll talk about you and they'll yeah. spread the word. Um, we do a little bit of uh, content promotion, so we've got content that's out in the market, um, and then and you get contacts through the, the website. As well. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do because you're really good at SEO, so you rank top for yeah. SEO in Australia. Um, the thing is, that's, that's like a, a funny area, actually, like yeah. ranking for SEO terms to get SEO clients. We've tested that a lot. Really? And I find that uh, when you rank for SEO plus city, the type of clients that it drives in, they're not the best quality clients. Yeah. I find that if you go after more refined terms, like if you go for like construction SEO specialist, you're going to get a more, oh, um, yeah. a refined customer who's got... Yeah. Who knows what they're looking for? Yeah, so, I mean, in a niche market, you tend to understand. People tend to understand more that, that that you need that skill. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, we don't really work with a lot of small businesses, so we mainly do like more mid to large type mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, that's really what we specialize in. And um, I mean, because for the conferences, you're saying you know you speak at conferences and you get clients with that. I've never got a client through a conference. Yeah, I mean, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Getting clients through conferences, I think it's it's not that easy. Like you have to really present something interesting, like a case study, and yeah, I think it can also help if you're local. Oh, so yeah. if you've got local people there, um, yeah, definitely word of mouth, doing advertising and doing your own content on your site, that's going to be great for content promote, like getting clients, or even just cold outreach on LinkedIn. So yeah, and just a question. Well, I mean, I think we all come to a stage that you know you think, oh, I haven't got enough money or I don't have enough clients right now. And you suddenly need to get an extra couple of clients to, to fill the end of the month. How do you go about that? Because, you know, that panic moment, you're going, oh, I can't pay me bills. 
Um, the way that we've always done it is you've got to have a good number of clients. So we've got about 40 clients at the moment. And like you want to work out like what's your profitability on those clients. Mm -hmm. You never want to have one client that's going to be more than like 10 or 20% of your, uh, okay. your total income. Because the thing is, if you lose a big client and then you're in a position where oh, I've got these costs and I've lost one or two of my big fish clients, mm. then people can start to struggle and then they can be like in a bit of trouble. Oh, you've, so, ju you've just explained why I have that problem. It, <laughs> well, it's because it's very difficult to do that when you're on your own. Because uh, yeah. if, if it was no more than 10%, I would have to have 12 or 13 clients and that's yeah. just not ha gonna happen. Yeah, I mean- I couldn't handle it. I mean, I yeah, well, if you're, a, if you're a solo consultant, you've got far less risks. Like you don't have to pay for like uh, staff wages and office rent and like insurance and all the other bits and pieces that go into it. So both- So you're saying I've got it easy? I feel like agency can be, uh, it can be, have its positives and its negatives. Yeah. And solo consultants, you can be a lot more nimble and you can work from home and or a co-working space and far less costs are involved. Yeah. So. When you put it like that, I do have it easy. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> now, another question, I think that this probably helped me as well. How do you pitch to clients? I mean, what, what's, your, what's your plan of action when you're gonna go and see a client? You generally, you know what they want basically. Uh, usually the way that we do it is we'll have like a discovery call. So like a 15 minute call before we actually even go in for a meeting. So we'll get the client on the phone and we'll ask them a standard set of questions and we'll say like, we'll, we'll get a gist if they're going to be a good fit for our company. Okay. And if they're not the right fit, we'll try to send them to someone who could be a better fit or like give them honest advice mm -hmm. on what they should do. So once we've, uh, we've done that quick discovery call, then we just basically we put together a proposal and we'll either do two things. We'll do that proposal at their office or we'll do it over a call. And mm. we usually send the proposal like two to five minutes before the call. I've never been a fan of just sending out proposals willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, willy-nilly, that's a word <laughs> I haven't heard for a long time. <laughs> I think it's a word my dad uses. So yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah it's an old school term. But um <laughs> Yeah, basically uh, that, that's what we've done. And I feel like that, that's the best way to do it because yeah. you, whenever you send a proposal, sometimes if you send it, some people, they won't even read the proposal. Yeah. I really feel like you have to get someone on a call and yeah. you have to be enthusiastic about their business and really show them you understand, you wanna learn more yeah. and tell um, them the uh, dream of your company. The dream of your company. Yeah. And you send it five minutes before so they can quickly scan it, but they haven't yeah. had time to fully read exactly. it. And then you go through it with them point by go, point. Yeah, exactly. Go with them over the phone. Years ago, I used to make the mistake where I'd send proposals out and then you'd reply to someone and say, oh, did you get the proposal? And like, oh, can we talk it over? And then they're like, oh, sorry, I, I actually picked the someone who was 50% uh, cheaper than you. And then you say, like, you, then I started to realize I can't be sending out any proposals for our agency until we actually get the person on the phone or go and have a meeting with them. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm starting to do meetings now. I'm being forced to, because uh, otherwise <laughs> I don't have enough work. But yeah, I mean, it, it is, I mean when, when you make your point, and as you say, being enthusiastic, about what I, you said about their company, I would say being enthusiastic about my plan I have for their company and being enthusiastic for their company. Is that fair enough? Yeah, 100%. I mean, my number one, big, number one top thing is being enthusiastic and it works really well. Yeah, it does. Like you've got to be enthusiastic about what you do. And you have to be enthusiastic about your team. 
Exactly. So I mean, you, I mean, you, you're turning up and you're saying, "I've got this guy, and he's going to do that, or that woman, and yeah. she's going to do that. And it's going to be absolutely brilliant because this guy's brilliant at that, and she's brilliant yeah. at this." And yeah, and I feel like you've you've got to have team members that they understand the digital world, mm-hmm. and you, like their enthusiasm will rub off on you. Okay. So, yeah. and, and there's a question as well. I mean, you've got what you said eight employees. We've got about ten employees in our agency here, so and then we've I got. I wasn't listening earlier. <laughs> We've got uh, we've got a bunch of freelancers that we also okay. tap into. So if we need to scale up on a certain project, we just tap into those uh, different freelancers that work around the place. And are the people I've seen today are, are they specialised in anything particular, or it's all the kind of generalists who will look um, after one client? Most people that we have working for us, we've got like mostly um, SEO and content marketing people. We've mm-hmm. also got one person that does some paid search. So. Yeah, we primarily specialize in more SEO and content. Okay. I'd say that's what's 90% of our business at the moment. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what right. we specialize and, in. And when, you, when you're looking for employees, when you're looking to hire, how do you go about that? I mean, you were saying earlier on, you don't write bad uh, job ads. <laughs> yeah, so basically- You were being modest. Being modest, but um, yeah, what, what the best way that I always found to hire staff, especially in SEO, is go and speak at an SEO event. Because if you wanna, like SEO meet up Sydney, if you wanna hire an SEO, go down there and speak, give some goodies to the crowd, mm-hmm. and then get people uh, motivated. And then once they see you speak, then they think, oh, like this is the guy I wanna work for, and this is potentially a company I wanna work for. So we've hired a few people like that. So conferences are actually good for getting clients and for getting Getting employees. staff as well, yeah, it does, it does work like that. Um, uh, also, we've used like numerous job sites. So mm-hmm. in Australia, there's a site called Pedestrian TV. It's really good for media, content, SEO people. That's what it kind of tailors yeah. towards. Okay. Um, also, just Facebook groups, like Facebook groups around startups, marketing, um, university groups. Basically, they're the type of places that we kind of tap into to find yeah. quality talent. Okay. So, I mean, in fact, you, you were talking about writing job ads earlier on, but you actually don't do very much of that. It's much more networking and it's a it's a bit of networking, but then it's also it's also like when you're writing a job ad, you want people to kind of uh like when they're reading that ad, they the first thing that we always try to put in our job ads is like what's in it for them. Yep. You know, like what's gonna be the benefit of them working here. So it could be like paid lunches on Fridays, it could be like ongoing training and support. Oh, it's Friday today. Yeah. Which is why we all went to lunch. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> and we picked up the bill for you today as well. So just say, uh, that's like you've been some part of the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so little things like that, you know. But I mean, that, that comes back to kind of its classic marketing. It's exactly. like, what are the benefits to you rather than what's so great about me? When you're, when you're putting the ad out, it's empathy for the person you're trying yeah. to employ. It's like, I want them to feel... Yeah, so Good. exactly. So the first half of the ad's usually about like, what's the benefit for the, the individual? Yep. And then the second half is like, what do we expect? Mm-hmm. So we expect um, that you're gonna have this skill and you're gonna be like this certain individual and uh, you're gonna okay. know how to use like certain Microsoft products and you know you have like really great English and things like that. So And, and then like, so you've got your pile of CVs and you've decided who you're going to call in. I mean, when you look at the CV, oh no, you've met them. What am I talking about? When you decide to call them in, how? I mean, when you interview them, is it a question of personality or skill or both? The thing that we're really looking for when we're hiring people is like, is the person going to fit in with the team? 
Mm. Like, are they an individual who's going to kind of like, like fit in? That's a really good skill that we look for. I mean, what's their level of enthusiasm? So we, we've got a new starter starting next week. And the reason that we picked her is she was just really enthusiastic. She yeah. said, look, I'm willing to come in for a day trial, a week trial. Mm. I, like, I really want to work here. She goes, uh, I really feel like this is the right fit for me. Yeah. Whereas we had a few other people that we interviewed and they were just kind of like, it was just another job for them. That mm. was the vibe that you got. So I feel like the, the level of motivation I feel like someone's skills. So like, are yep. they a good writer? Are they good at this? Yep. What like, and then also their personality and kind of getting a vibe if they're going to fit like fit in. Yeah, and that, and that whole thing of saying kind of like we we've got this team that exists and that functions, and I need to make sure that the new person I put in keeps that team on that kind of functioning smooth route. Yeah, which is possibly the most important thing it's very important because if you get someone that comes and works at your agency i'm talking about ranking factors for jobs here (laughs) number one is fitting in number two is skill set and number three is enthusiasm exactly is that or that that's a that's my new theory that's that's a pretty good uh theory for how what we look for oh great okay yeah i think think it's great uh, a great approach i mean that's what i was hearing from what you were saying um Next question, Jim, is the first three years, I think, kind of, I can't remember where I heard it, but like 90% of companies go out of business after two years or something stupid like that. Yeah. Now, obviously, it depends on the country, and it's probably a rubbish statistic that I just came up with, but surviving the first three years, how hard is that? Um, yeah, I mean, like, the first, the first year in business is always going to be hard. So I remember when I first started, I was pretty much a solo consultant, so I was working out of home, mm. and then you're working from your office at home and you're trying to get new clients to come in. Mm. And we were lucky because we had like, I'd worked in another agency, so I knew a lot of people, mm. like people would move in house yep. and uh, they'd, they'd, they'd work with me in the old agency and then they'd been hired in house and they needed SEO. So they, they, they called me when they needed SEO or, um, or we had, like we've developed partnerships over the years. So we've partnered up with different web dev firms and like t- software technologies and things yeah. like that. So people have kind of given you jobs over the years by just partnering up on certain things and building mm-hmm. relationships. So yeah, relationship building is, it's it feels like it's 80% of business. And then yeah. the 20% is just doing the work and doing good consistent work and retaining the, the clients. So, so you kind of have that problem. I and mean, I know as a freelancer, you have that problem. You spend a lot of time networking. Yes. And, and kind of think, oh, when am I going to be working? Exactly. And networking yeah. is part of the work. Exactly. And in an agency, basically, you're now at a situation, I think you said 80% earlier on of your, of your work is now selling and networking. And yes. Exactly. There, yeah. Exactly. Because the thing is, if to grow a successful business, you got to be out there selling, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you've got to be in the market. People have got to know about you because if they want something and then it comes to their mind, who can offer this service? Yeah. You want to. You want to be at the top of the mind. So oh, I thought it was front of mind. Front of mind, top of mind. Oh, fine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't directing you. I was thinking oh, I got it wrong all this time. Yeah. And I've been saying front of mind and people have been looking at me very strange, but it's not that it's even say either. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, you, you, you've, you've survived your first three years. How do you keep it going? I mean, you've got your 10 employees. Stressful? I mean, Ron Fishkin was saying Mills became incredibly stressful for him. Yeah, I think it, it does have a, a level of stress. I think like, um, I think the worst thing about agency world is like, you can, you can really do well for a client. Like you can be working for a client for four years and you can see every year we've had sustainable growth. We've mm. got really good results. We've, we've done all these different deliverables. Mm. 
and then a new marketing person will come in and the old contact that you've worked with for four years will leave and then that new person will say hey um, we're going to put the job up for pitch I've got this really great agency ah, yeah. that I work with in the past we're going to bring them in going to put them on a bit of a trial like we're putting you guys on pause and that's that's the frustrating thing about agency world so you can really do great work but mm. it can come unstuck by uh by a, a new person that can just come in and yeah. sometimes you gotta you gotta have strategies to combat that so to well, save the client or to just... save the client because if it's a really great business you don't yeah. sometimes you don't want to lose it because yeah. great clients are Hard Great to find. Clients, that sounds like a song. No, it's <laughs> true love is hard to find, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so great clients are hard to find. New quote. And like bad clients are easy to find. Because like, I mean, anyone, like it's not hard to get bad clients. Like you can get those $500,000 a month clients. They're, they're everywhere. Mm. But sometimes they can be actually more work than like a, a yeah. 5 to 10K a month retainer. So I, I find that the, the, the yeah. cheaper the client, in inverted commas, the, the, the more they ask of you. It's very strange. 100%. And that's why we kind of like any client that's like less than like 2, 2.5K a month, we kind of say, sorry, it's not the right fit for our company. Because, mm. um, yeah, like sometimes people have uh, really big uh, ambitions for certain verticals mm. and they come to you and they're, they're working in the credit card niche, for example, and they say, we've got $1,000 a month and we want to do this, this, mm. this and this. And we're like, we, we bill on hours. So, so you think, okay, we charge this per hour. Like there's only so much you can do in like six or seven hours a month, you yeah. know? So. I mean, and the other problem with five or six hours a month is by the time you've got your head back into it, a lot of the time has gone. I mean, because there's, a, there's a, a certain amount of, if you can't put a big chunk of time into it, yeah, you, you lose the the, 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 the knowledge that you, you are that helps you move forward faster or am I talking rubbish? No, that's that's true. Like the thing is like, um, like you gotta be realistic. What can you do in five hours a month mm. on an SEO campaign? I mean, you can do an audit in month one, you might be able to do some keyword research in month two and then, might be able to do a little bit of link acquisition or then it's just fixing the errors. Like how mm. big is the client? Do they have their own developer? Do they want you to do the dev work? There's a whole level of uh, things. And I think like client education is so big as well. That's so that's true, yeah. That any yeah, new... well, I mean, that's the thing is that maybe they're not being tight. It's just they don't know what to expect. Exactly. And oh, there's a lot of bad advice out there. Mm. So there's a lot of agencies that just kind of just give people the bare minimum you know like you can rank for 20 keywords and we'll uh this is how we sell like guaranteed rankings in 30 days 60 days mm. and like the type of clients that we deal with it's more like we care about like our company revenue from organic search and like month to month traffic or year yeah. on year traffic what like how are they looking they don't the clients that we have they don't really care about one or two keywords mm. so if we get a lead and they're like we only want to rank for one or two keywords and it's not really the right client for us, you know? Mm. Like, that's, yeah. There's, and there's other companies that do that type of work, so. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is you have to decide what kind of company you're going to be and you have to 100%. stick to what you feel comfortable with and what you're going to be you, good at. You've got to be selective with who you work with. And, and that's the way you're going to maintain your growth. Yes. And that's the way you're going to maintain it. 100%. Brilliant stuff. SEO is AEO. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jason, for uh, coming down to uh, Australia to do this uh, interview. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Being down under, upside down is brilliant stuff. I've been enjoying it a lot. All the blood's gone to my head. <laughs> See you later. That's right.